Welcome back, listeners, to Funk Radio, your favorite podcast starring us. This is your host, Peter. And this is your host, Kyle. Now, Kyle, um, in our last episode, and I'll just explain it really quick again, um, since it's our birthday, uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be our birthday within the next couple of days. And we have the same birthday, by the way, listeners, if you didn't Yay. know that. So that's pretty cool. Um, but since we want to take a week off of podcasting, uh, we decided to record two short episodes back to back and then release them throughout the week. So uh, if you listen to our last episode, this one was recorded only a couple minutes later, <laughs> yeah, even yeah. though it was re- uh, released uh, about a week later. It's, it's like you've gone back in time. It's time travel. Exactly. So uh, in our last episode, our last short secret topic that I didn't know about until you brought it up was um, about political campaigns using songs without getting permission and then pissing off the artists. And uh, that was pretty interesting. For this one, I'm I'm running this uh, the secret topic, which you, I don't think you know anything about yet. I, I know nothing. Okay. Know. All right. Well, let's get started then. Okay. Um. So, Kyle, you, I'm sure you remember, and I don't know how many listeners remember this. Way back, almost three years ago, in our fiftieth episode, that was a nice milestone for us. I think that was when we had our most number of guests ever. I think there was a total of six of us. Oh yeah, that was that was cluster fun. That was a complete bitch to edit uh, afterward. I'll tell you that. But in that episode, um, we you know I said we had a few guests come on the show. We discussed what it means to have good taste in music. So something that we came out of that discussion with is that music musical taste is a very specific um, thing to each of us, and it often says something about our own personalities as well. Um, with that in mind, I wanted to take that idea a step further and talking about how our taste in music kind of turns into musical compatibility in during dating or in relationships. So kind of combining the musical taste of two people and seeing how it affects their relationship when they're together. That's interesting. Yeah. I did a little, I tried to do a little bit of research on it. There's not a whole lot of info on this. Um, a lot of it is basically just speculation and people saying, yeah, I mean, if you like this type of music, you're probably this type of person. Mm-hmm. which isn't very scientific. So what I ended up doing actually is I uh, I did a little poll of, of a handful of people I know. And, you know, this is far from an extensive study. I only got maybe 15 people, but it was that's still enough to get some numbers and generate a little bit of data. Um, Ooh. So that's fun. In this little poll, I asked everybody three different questions. And so I thought I would start by asking you these same questions because you're in a relationship, Kyle. Yay. And seeing how, you know, getting your responses and then talking about how everyone else responded and how maybe how, the, how those things compare. I can dig it. Cool. All right. So the first of the three questions that I asked was, is musical compatibility important to you in dating and relationships? To a degree, yes, but it's not a, I would say it's not a relationship killer, mm-hmm. but it's a strong point of compatibility where if you just feel like you're completely like off base with someone else's music taste, like if you are like a total metal head and they love like soft jazz and you hate yeah. soft jazz and they hate metal, that's not a good starting point. But if, if, if enough of your musical tastes cross over where you can both enjoy some of the same stuff together, then I think it's, it's a good starting point of a relationship as far as compatibility, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not necessary. It's not end all. It's not end all be all. Yeah. Okay. About sixty percent of the people who responded agree with you there. 
Yay. So roughly a third of people at 40% said it was important to them and that that is something that they look for when they're when they're dating or it's important to them when they're in relationship with someone. About two thirds or 60% said it was not important to them. You know, I, I can see how this, you know, can kind of go either way. It's like, I, like I was saying before, it's a very uh, musical taste is a very personal thing. And I think it has a lot to do with personality, how mm-hmm. open-minded you are about, you know, your partner's musical tastes. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of it with that too, I'm sorry to interrupt is. No, uh, I was done. I'm totally spacing in the word right now. Compromise with music. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, my girlfriend loves top 40s shit. Taylor Swift. I can't even name any others right now. Because uh, you hate because it so I much. I don't know them. Uh, I like soul, indie, 90s rap for some reason. <laughs> um, and it's it's basically kind of a compromise. When she drives, we listen to her shit. And then I just try to tune out really hard. Um, when I drive, we listen to my shit. Uh, and some of it she likes. She hates most of my 90s rap, but she doesn't mind soul. She doesn't mind indie. She actually likes a lot of my indie music. Mm. Maybe because it's more modern. I don't know. It's just, a, it's a matter of like, you know, supporting each other in your musical tastes, I guess. Mm. You know, I try not to shit on her too hard for liking top 40s. There's a couple that I don't mind. Like, uh, I don't mind that Ed Sheeran guy. He actually has a decent voice. Mm-hmm. I can't stand Taylor Swift. I like want to, I want to go Kanye on her every time I see, every time I hear her. <laughs> um, but at the same time, she supports my love of soul. She does like actually a lot of soul music. She's even bought me some soul records that I didn't have. So mm. there's there if as long as there's compromise and a level of non judgment for the other person's music tastes, yeah. then I think you're fine. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the uh, conclusion that the data came to as well. Data. I think this might be the most scientific episode we've ever done. It might be. Not only are we not making up shit, we're actually doing somewhat scientific studies. Yeah. Fancy. Okay, so the second question was, do you and your partner have largely similar tastes in music? Um, for mm. you, I'm, it sounds like no. No. It overlaps enough where I don't want to strangle her. <laughs> um, but not advocating violence against anyone. Uh, Except for Taylor Swift. <laughs> Except for Taylor Swift. But um, there is a decent chunk of music that she likes that I don't at all, and vice versa. Yeah. Okay. So you are, again, you're in the majority. Um, about two-thirds of people, 67%, said that they did not have similar taste music with their partner. Uh, and only about a third, 33%, said they did have the same musical taste. Um, well, a largely similar taste in music. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, no one's going to have the exact same likings and the ones most people i would say probably have a little bit of overlap mm-hmm. um especially if they're if if they're with someone romantically chances are you know there's gonna be overlap something a little interesting i found from comparing these first two questions against each other was that everyone who said they didn't find musical compatibility important also said that they that there wasn't any that makes sense it's yeah. kind of a step A, step B. If they if they find it important, then they're not going to get to the point in relationship. They're not going to get far in their relationship if they don't have compatibility. Right. If that makes sense. And likewise, just pretty much everyone who said they did find it important so that there was a lot of common ground. So in other words, if this is a priority for you, then statistically even, 
it's very likely that you're either with, already with someone who has a lot of shared musical interests or you will be if you're not right now. Mm-hmm. That so I found sense. that kind of interesting. That is interesting. Let's see. And then the third question was, over time, have your musical tastes influenced your partners or vice versa? Yeah, definitely. Uh, probably just by exposure. Like, I didn't even know about Ed Sheeran until she told me about him. And I'm like, oh, he's not bad. He sings mm-hmm. good. And his music isn't, like, total shit. Um, same with same with her. I constantly, I constantly show her music on Spotify that I find. Mm-hmm. And kind of just like, hey, do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like this? Trying to gauge where the overlap is mm-hmm. there uh, there's a lot of songs i've showed her that she has just become obsessed with one that i found the other week is uh this icelandic band called kaleo k-e-a-l-e-o uh on my indie station they played the single of theirs called way down we go super bluesy sounding mm-hmm. i've really dug it showed it to her and she's just as obsessed with it as i am i mean mm-hmm. to the point that i'm kind of surprised because i like blues didn't really think that was her bag but mm-hmm. she likes it Um, so yeah, it's, it's just a matter of sharing your music with the, with your partner, I guess. And if there's some, now if they're, if, if they're shooting down all your stuff you like, eventually you're going to stop sharing and that may lead to some sort of relationship problems. But as long as they're semi open and you know, you're, they're interested in even some of the stuff you show them, then there's some compromise there, I guess. No. And I, I think I remember also some, another example of, music that she kind of got you into a little bit was like uh 90s r&b a little bit if i remember correctly yeah yeah um she's really into like 90s cheesy r&b like tony 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 and uh i can't even think of any others right now um but that kind of croony 90s like ballad stuff Mm -hmm. i never i never really gave it any mind because i kind of like forgot it existed probably like most people uh but I was like, okay, this isn't terrible. I like R&B, so, uh, you know, I'm going to appreciate some stuff from the 90s, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and it's 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 a genre that we can both appreciate. Uh, similarly, she kind of, I, I wouldn't say she originally got me into it, but she got me back into, like, 40s and 50s female singers, like, uh, mm-hmm. like Ella Fitzgerald and uh, Billie Holiday and stuff. She really likes that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I've don't dislike it i've always liked it but i she kind of re-familiarized me with it that's cool so, so that's a fair yeah. fair range of different things that mm-hmm. have kind of been shared that's pretty cool so let's see uh about three quarters 73 percent of people also said yes that there was some cross influence between them um while only about a quarter 27 percent said there was no overlap or i guess influence between them and it seems I'm I'm actually a little surprised that more people didn't say that there was influence because mm-hmm. you think that it, you know if, if you're that close to someone that there would there would naturally be that much overlap kind of like what what you were talking about. True, um, but I I suppose I can I can see how if if your musical tastes are super different but you're compatible in other ways, then maybe music is a thing that maybe you just don't affect each other on that much. True. So those are the three questions. Um, I also, so that, I mean, those are kind of the numbers that I came up with. Obviously, like I said, it was only 15 people. So that's far from, you know, a real slice of American the culture population. or the population. Yeah. But it, it gives you at least a vague idea. Mm-hmm. 
so I also copied down some of the, cause you know, cause when I was asking these questions, I was expecting just, you know, yes, no, no, whatever. But almost everyone responded with kind of like longer form explanation of, of their thoughts on these questions. So I was able to pull out little bits of um, kind of food for thought okay, uh, for this conversation as well. More of the, uh, the qualitative data. I, I kind of wrote down three things for food for thought. One is you don't need to be musically compatible, but it helps. Um, that's a, yeah. that's kind of the impression I got from you and also from a lot of the responses from the first question. Mm-hmm. I have a few things I wrote down here. Someone said it's not at all necessary, but shared music can enrich the relationship, which I think is definitely true. Um, someone else said musical incompatibility is not a deal breaker, which you also said. Mm-hmm. And something I found kind of interesting, uh, a friend of mine said, being able to talk about music is more important than listening to the same music. Um, yeah. I think that kind of plays a little bit into the, into your intellectual compatibility, I guess. Yeah. Like if one person's like really interested in music and the other person just doesn't care about music to the point that they barely listen to it, mm-hmm. you know, is one yeah. thing. And even if you don't want to listen, if one person is into, like you said, metal and the other one's into smooth jazz, they may not want to listen to the same type of music, but from a more conversational standpoint, you know, they could both be really passionate about the ideas behind music or what goes into it or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, if, uh, if you're, so <laughs> something to take away from this listeners, if you have your eye on someone or you're with someone already and they don't like the same type of music as you, don't worry about it. Honestly, really, if, if you don't like the same type of music and you're having issues with your relationship, that's probably indicative of other issues it's not because of the music. It's because you guys just aren't compatible in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and while uh, while your taste in music does, like I said, it does say something about you in general and about the other person, it's not going to be like if I like metal and this other person likes R&B, then we're not compatible. Like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody uh, has their own thing. And, you know, music isn't something that needs to be there, but pretty much everyone said it, it's nice when you do have some overlap yeah uh, yeah I, I agree with that cool yeah. um something i was thinking about that i didn't really ask anybody but it was kind of in the back of my mind was is musical compatibility more important for like that initial chemistry when you're first getting to know someone or is it more important for like the long-term compatibility i don't know if you have any i have a couple things written down for that but i don't know how you feel about that uh I don't know. That's that's hard to say. I mean, uh, I guess I haven't been long term enough to say it uh, to really speculate on it. Mm-hmm. But I would assume that sharing at least somewhat overlapping tastes in music is kind of indicative of your tastes in general. And if those tastes overlap, like if if one person I don't know is really into I don't know. Uh, disc golf and the other person like hates all sports yeah then you know that might not be good because it's like you have hobbies they have hobbies and if they don't overlap or they don't even they don't at least appreciate or understand your hobbies then there might it might lead down the road lead to some kind of criticism of each other of judgment yeah which is never good i guess in a relationship is to feel contempt for the other person in any fashion and that's and that's kind of the thing too, right? Is that it's not about liking the same things; it's about having appreciation 
for those differences. Yeah, it's not um, about liking the same things. It's about understanding why the other person likes those things. Yeah, and having an open mind about it and you know, yeah, potentially exactly. appreciating it more through that person. And not putting them down for liking it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I I had two people who, I like I, like I said, I didn't ask this question to people, but two people said things that kind of addressed that anyway. Uh, one person said, it's not something I tend to think about at the beginning, but it becomes important later. Road trips are no good if there isn't a musical middle ground, which makes sense. You were, you were addressing driving um, a little bit. I don't, I don't think you were really referring to longer road trips as much as just driving around town. True. Um, but yeah, same idea. Basically, there yeah. has to be some compromise there for road trips. You know, if one person has control of the radio and the other person hates everything that they're playing, then there's going to be some fighting. Yeah. Or at least some very... Um, silent trips. S- silent trips, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the, other, other, the only other person who said anything close to that was, I thought the answer was yes before, but now I actually think no. So it's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, you know... That first, you know, I think when they were younger, they thought, yeah, it's this is important to me. But then as, you know, as time goes on, you get older and you uh, start to appreciate different things about people. Um, at least in this person's case, you know, musical taste becomes less important. Um, so, you know, is it better for kind of at the beginning or the longer term? I would say probably the longer term. Yeah. For the reasons that we already described. Um, the road trip being kind of a metaphor, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um i really don't you know when i'm meeting people i'm i'm single right now but when i'm meeting people i don't expect other people i'm not looking for women who have the same taste in music as me because we the type of music that you and i like is very niche and very few people <laughs> really like it so like it would be ridiculous for me to to cut out everyone who you know doesn't love funk and soul music i mean that's ridiculous yeah you're not going to need a lot of people, unfortunately. Yeah, and while and while I and while I do have other tastes beyond that, it's it's more of kind of goes back to uh, just being able to tolerate each other's music, I guess, more than having the same taste. Again, mm-hmm. that, that's that's my own personal take on it. So yeah, no, that was a that's a very interesting study. I'm 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 surprised the like <laughs> I feel bad the lengths I went through for my episode research was basically typing into Google. <laughs> you actually talk to humans. Well, to be fair, I tried that first and it didn't really give me what I wanted, so I went out and found something else. Um, I will I will end on um, some final words that a friend of mine said that I felt was um, kind of would wrap up this conversation nicely. Mm-hmm. She said, a couple needs to cultivate their individual interests to sustain a healthy relationship. Musical compatibility is not as important as love, friendship, chemistry, and respect. And I think we've pretty much addressed that mm-hmm. already. But I think that's kind of a nice way to end it is that, you know, as long as as long as you um, respect each other's interests and working on, you know, compromise and your general compatibility as people, then I think, you know, the music is just one small piece of that very large puzzle. I can dig it. This has been Peter's Relationship Corner. <laughs> I don't know if we've really done that on this show. I don't think so. All right. Well. I'm glad you like that, Kyle. We hope you like that too, listeners. If you want to answer any of the questions that we asked on this and want to give your two cents on your own relationships, you can tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. And we'll be happy to hear from you and we'll we'll talk to you back. Same thing on SoundCloud. If you like, if not like, what is it? Uh, if you follow us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash getyourfunk, you can comment on this episode on this track and uh, we'll respond to you there. We can get a larger sample size. 
That's true. And get our work published. Exactly. Well, I think it's time for you and I to go get a larger sample size of, uh, of that birthday cake. Mmm, birthday. So we'll be back to our reg- regularly scheduled programming um, after our birthday weekend. Yep. Bye.